Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Episode 190 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. That's exciting. And, uh, and I, I am amazed that people continue to listen. And uh, I appreciate y'all doing that. So as you do that, get out there, invite people, Facebook, Twitter, call them on the phone. Whatever it takes, just get the word out because we want them to also be able to understand the word of God and then connect it to their everyday life. That's the most important thing that we can do as believers in Jesus Christ is to let the word of God speak through us and live through us. Does your wife still listen, Trey? She does. She is faithful. She is more than faithful. She'll go back and listen twice. Cause like, twice. She, yeah, she listens twice. on Wednesday mornings. Okay. That's when she does it. And then on her she, commute to and then, school. No, no. She no. actually listens in the morning when she, that's part of her time with the Lord, man. You and I are part of her time with the Lord. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, right. That important to her. Well, Miss Kelly, if you're having your time with the Lord right now, <laughs> thank you for including me and Trey. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, so anyway, yeah, she, she loves it and she'll listen, you know, when she gets in a, in a traffic something going on she'll go back and listen again because yeah, traffic right was there. bad this morning yeah that, well, that's what i heard you. it was hard for me it took me uh, almost an hour to get here this is why i live in hanahan i can't afford living in hanahan pops <laughs> oh my heavens brother <laughs> don't even <laughs> i live in a cracker box but anyway that's, that's a nice okay. cracker box it is I, I, box. I like it it's i'm not complaining speaking of cracker boxes your son is on i not i don't know how this is segue from cracker box but you live in a small apartment in yeah Boston, yeah small so. apartment that, this is true I think yeah. his place is smaller than our place. So. And, and he has 14 kids. And so that's, uh, how is that living situation? I mean, that's, that's gotta be, it's gotta be interesting. It's wild. Right? Yeah, it's wild. We have, uh, kids everywhere. Um, yeah, 1100 square feet. We stuffed four boys in one room and then our one girl and she has her own room, uh, and her older or her younger brother, who's the oldest of the boys. Is yeah. Cause you've got teenagers now and all yeah. that, right? Yeah. So yep. teenagers in an 1,100 square foot apartment, that's got to be, how many bathrooms do you have? <laughs> Just one. You have yeah. one bathroom. That's the hardest part. Yeah, we've been praying Two about uh, getting a second. Yeah, we would, we would love to do something like that. So but, how, how does that even yeah. work? Like, you, like, you like schedule it out or? Uh, well, we, uh, we try to, yes, we try to have certain. Times Here's your bathroom end, time. It, it, it doesn't. It honestly does not work very well. Yeah, because it's hard to schedule your system, I guess, and trying to figure that out right. too. It'd be nice. Well, we just could. say who's taking a shower in the evening and who's taking yeah. a shower in the morning. Yeah, so. so because y'all, anyway. you guys, y'all do homeschool as well, right? We do for our three youngest. Three yep. youngest. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a bunch of people in the house all day long. Yes, but you don't. Sure. You don't work from home, right? You've got an office that you go to, or you used to do some um, work from home, didn't you? Or you kind of do a combination. So it, we do a combination of the two. Yeah. So we we do have an office over at the church building, and um, I go over there a couple of times a week, and then also work from home some, just depending during school time when we're having to drop them off, pick them up, different activities and stuff. We uh, just don't. I don't have access to the car all the time, and when it's 20 degrees outside like it oh. is right now. Riding my bike is just not an option for me. No, I mean, for I some people, not. there's still some people that do it, but I'm just not into it. Oh, oh man. You got too much Southern in you. But uh, Well, if, if you sure. haven't guessed yet, we have Ivy Rhodes, Trey's son, on the podcast today because I wanted to get an update from him, just hear about some things that have been going on in Boston in the past year or so. It's been a long time since we had an opportunity to catch up with, Bo- with Ivy 
and what's happening in Boston. And also, we're sending some teams to be with Ivy. We're sending a team ne- yeah. next week. We've got a, a mm-hmm. team of college, I think 11 of college students are going to go and serve alongside Boston. Uh, I keep calling you Boston. You're Ivy. You're in Boston. <laughs> Sorry, it's too early. Boston Ivy. Yeah. So, Boston Ivy. So, we've got um, kids going up there to serve with Ivy next week, and then we're putting together a team to go this summer. And so, if you're part of the Northwood family and you're interested in going to Boston to serve alongside Ivy, this summer is your opportunity. I think it's in June, sometime in June. It's the same week of our vacation Bible. June seventeen to twenty four. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. going to be going too. So you're going to go. Alone beside right. me, yeah, so. so it'll be good. And and coming in June would probably be a lot better than going right now. Oh yeah, our yeah, college students sure. are braving it. They're going up there next week, and it's it, you said it's twenty degrees right now in sunny Boston, Massachusetts. It's current. It warmed up to thirty three. It was fifteen this morning. It warmed up uh, quick, but um, yeah. So wow. uh, it was eighty four here break, yesterday in Charleston. Eighty four. <laughs> Oh my word! Yeah, yeah. terrible, terrible. Yeah, we're suffering through. But I always tell college students when they come up for spring break, it's only spring break, you yeah. know, in in theory, but yeah. in act, you know, reality, it is winter break for sure. Oh, Middle man. of winter. I'm sorry. Many times we have snowstorms every time a team comes up during that time. So we'll see what happens with the team. Yeah. So, eleven hundred square feet, fourteen kids in your house, twenty degrees outside. You're living the I dream, brother. Should, you are living the dream. I know. <laughs> I probably should say it's only five kids. It's not really 14 in case anybody gets confused. But once yeah. you get past two or three kids, they all feel like it just feels like 14. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've hey. got two and it feels like 14 uh. sometimes. So, I mean, you know, it just, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, um, well, for sure. So, so I, I, if you're part of the Northwood family, again, you know, Ivy is Trey's son, and we've been supporting Ivy for a few years now. Financially, as a church, we, we support them financially, and we also support them by sending teams up mm-hmm. there. And so we, we do love Ivy and um, his church and what God is doing in Boston. And Boston is one of the least-reached cities in the United States mm-hmm. of America. And so you've shared this with us before, Ivy, but just for those who might be new to the podcast, to give some context, you have been there five years, correct? We've been here almost. We've been here about six and a half. Years. Six and a half the church years. Is five years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, just in 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 a minute. In a minute, uh, remind us how God drew your heart to Boston. Yeah. So I was uh, working with my dad at a church plant in Mount Pleasant, and I just felt an intense call to plant. I told him that, and he said, uh, "You know, I think God is working in that way. It sounds like you should work in that direction." I was in 2012. And so uh, next step was to head to seminary. So I went to Southeastern, met some great people who ended up pointing me to Boston. Um, I looked at the deep need in Boston. And one of the things that I wanted to do was, um, and Romans um, 15, uh, 20 has been kind of my verse that I go to, to go to, um, just go to hard places, essentially mm-hmm. is what the Paul, yeah, Apostle yeah. Paul talks about there. And um, so we wanted to do that. So we found Jamaica Plain. And so Boston is probably one of the most difficult places to plant a church in the country. And then Jamaica Plain is probably one of the most difficult neighborhoods to plant a church in. So we really, you know, we tried to make it as hard as possible for ourselves. But I went there, (laughs) met some great pastors who um, really encouraged me. And there was a great brotherhood here. And it wasn't about competition. It was about helping each other. And um, that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And that landed us here in 2016, September 2016 started the church in October of 2017. So you so. say that Jamaica Plain is one of the most difficult neighborhoods in the country to plant a church in. What makes Jamaica Plain so difficult? Well, first off, it's in Boston, so you have a 
you just have about 2% of people that would consider themselves followers of Christ, as we would think of it. Now, there's several people that may have gone to church. Lots of people may have gone to church at one point in their life, or maybe they're Catholic or lapsed Catholic or whatever, but very low percentage of people would consider themselves Christians if you ask them on the street. Um, so that, in and of itself, creates difficulty because they're not working from a Christian framework. You have to, you have to begin at the beginning from worldview. You know, you're, you're not just fighting um, in terms of how they think about things. You're not, not just fighting, hey, you're, you're a sinner and you need Jesus. You just got you to explain what sin is. You got to explain who Jesus is. It's just yeah. so much in the beginning. So that, in and of itself, is, is difficult. But then the neighborhood also is not exactly thrilled that we are there. Um, it is the neighborhood that um, its history has made it into a place that can kind of seem like a promised land for people that have felt like outcasts, mm. particularly in sexual, you know, uh, orientation and things like that. Um, and so the idea that a church that believes the um, biblical standard for sex and marriage and, and uh, that kind of thing, really just our existence. Uh, somebody messaged me the other day and said that our existence in the neighborhood itself is violent. Oh, and so, um, yeah, real encouraging. So you have that too. We have a friend who started a coffee shop as a, as an outreach here and, um, immediately began to be picketed. And so, um, it's not a free coffee shop. Like it's just a regular coffee shop. I just wanted to be able to interact with the yeah. community yeah. and try something different. And it, and it, um, it's, it's going okay for them right now, but a lot of pushback. So you got those kinds of things going so, on. So is every, this coffee yeah. shop, they, they explicitly advertise themselves as a Christian coffee shop or how's that work? They don't, but they made the mistake. And this is one thing we found out and I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Um, they don't do that. They, um, they got an article written about them oh. on, in a good way, like explaining who they are, what they do. And then <clears throat> people saw that article and then, you know, uh, began to say, Oh, this is a Christian church that runs this coffee shop. Gotcha. We're going to begin to picket them and wow. have done that. So mm. anyway, posters and everything all over the neighborhood. So I'm just saying like, that's an example of things that have happened. We were, we've been threatened multiple times. So I don't, you know, we're not like, you know, Pakistan or something like that. I don't want to make it, Sound yeah. like that, but but it's a little it's different than Charleston. Yeah. It's different than Mount yeah, Pleasant. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Lots. Yeah. But over the past yeah. year, you 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 have seen some unique things take place in life, or maybe a little bit more than you, I guess, uh, because when you you got there, you guys were uh, affiliated with a church in Boston, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you're now an independent church. You, you don't have that affiliation like you used to. So you're not, you used to be Mosaic Jamaica Plain, but you had a name change and now you guys are Arbor Way Community Church. And not mm-hmm. only that, but over the past year or so, you, you've moved. You were, um, you were in a school meeting and just all the challenges of being in a school. And then on top of that, the challenges of being in a school in Boston. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and now you're, and, and in fact, at Northwood, we, we tried to help you guys with this. I remember that we were looking at, you guys were looking at different options to, uh, to get out of that school and get into your own uh, own place, which the place you're you're in now isn't your own place. I know it's owned by another church, but you guys are in a, a location yeah. that's a lot different than a school. And I know we we um, we raised a bunch of money for you guys to help yeah. you guys to get out of that school and get. So we we try to play a part in that with you guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. But but you guys are now in a, a, a 
traditional church facility. You don't own it, but you've got a, a yeah. lot of freedom in that place, more freedom than mm-hmm. you had in the school. So tell us about some of those transitions that you've seen over the past year, just in the name change and the change of location, and how you have seen uh, just the Lord work in that process of getting you into that new place with a new name. Yeah, so the new location um, came about uh, somewhat into COVID. We were able to, one, because the schools were closed, there was no meeting. So the fact that we were able to get into a location outside of the school meant that we can meet a little earlier than a lot of the different churches that um, were in schools. And so that was a huge deal at the church building owned by another denomination who leases it to us. And we, so for the other, most part, do, they, do they meet there as well? Or what's that look like? Well, there's a Spanish church in that denomination that meets, but they also lease it. The original okay. church, because of some of the reasons I talked about earlier in yeah. Jamaica Plain, uh, the original church ended up closing down sadly. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it's, you know, it's the gospel denomination, it's a denomination that believes the gospel. Um, but, and that's one of the reasons the church ended up shutting down. The, um, the denomination stepped in and said, sorry, we can't have this going on, shut it down, and then asked, reached out to us to see if we wanted to rent it. So, um, anyway, um, so we're renting, renting in there, and it's, it's been awesome. It's been incredible. Um, it allowed us to meet earlier. And, and also, we found that there's a little more tolerance if we meet in a religious facility um, mm. uh, in the neighborhood. And so we get left alone a little bit more in, in that sense. Um, we recently changed our name. There are a lot of reasons for it, but what it came down to is our heart wanted to be an, uh, um, a church that was more connected to the neighborhood and surrounding area we are in. Um, this the area where our church is, is right off what's known as the Arbor Way. Mm. And so um, we thought, you know what, we want to um, kind of settle ourselves here. Our old name, Mosaic, felt like something that could be, and it is, you know, it's a name that's all over. Not all the mosaics are connected in any way, but it's used all over because it's so bland in a sense. You could put it anywhere, you know, right, you could right. put it in Wisconsin or, where, you know, Seattle or <laughs> right. Boston, you know. But we wanted to be something that was connected to where we were. And that means something to Jamaica Plain. It's a place that whenever a, a um, business opens up that is not um, just like a local business, they're out there picketing that too. Because mm-hmm. they want it to be a neighborhood full of local businesses. And so we said, you know what? We don't want that kind of branding. We want something that's more about this place. And it, it's been really beneficial for us. And people yeah. seem to connect to it. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, over this past year, um, just kind of give us an update on the church itself, just some of the things you've seen take place in your congregation. I, I know you guys have, have seen people come to faith in Christ. You're seeing some growth. Uh, uh, so are, are you, I know you still get the, um, you know, the, the not-so-encouraging emails like you, you received this past <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but do you see the um, heart of the community softening in any way towards Arbor Way? I mean, what are you seeing the Lord do? Yeah. So in many ways, um, it's amazing. I am in awe of what God has done. Um, so during COVID, we just, as most churches, it just was a really tough time. Our first service back from COVID, it was the media team that I scheduled to be there. And then one other person who came off the street. And that was Mm -hmm. when I realized my my own family wasn't there that week. And I just realized it was, um, it was going to be a tough road forward and it was. And so we went basically from nobody. And this past week we, uh, 
with this past week, we had over 50, and we've been averaging that, which doesn't sound, uh, I know from a Southern standpoint, um, that doesn't sound great. But in our neighborhood, when I told the denomination we rent the church building from, how many we were running on a, on a regular basis, he's like, you know, that's a miracle, right? Y'all are a I mega said, church well, in Boston, man. <laughs> at least yeah. in, yeah, at least in Jamaica Plain. And we, we are just so grateful that we can be there. Now we still want to grow and we still are, you know, doing that. We've seen people come to Jesus. We did a basketball clinic. It was absolutely incredible this past year. Uh, I hope you guys can be a part of um, one this coming year. We but hope so too. Yeah, we did it. And it was, um, it was awesome. We had a lady come to the Lord just through that, through mm. us talking to her. She came to church. She was baptized, saved, baptized. And now her husband is coming to church every single week. Oh, and, wow. um, and, uh, and it's basically just because her son, said, Daddy, I want our family to go to church wow. together. Wow. And um, so he's been coming, and I, this is what I know about Dad. I know that he loves his son, but if he didn't want to be there and God wasn't doing something in his life, he probably wouldn't That's be right. There. That's right. So um, I, I think God's really working in his heart. He's a quiet guy, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, you know, things like that, stories like that. We, a guy who was actually, we were hiring to do our sound for us, uh, ended up hearing the gospel for the first time every single week. Cause he just, he wasn't a Christian. We knew that, but he came in, he was doing the sound and he just like was moved to tears after every single service. And eventually he came to follow Christ too. Um, and it, it's stories like that that are, that keep you going. And we have a lot of people in the church, um, that grew up Christian or I say Christian, I say grew up in around Christianity yeah, in church and, um, and then have gotten, have, have, in a sense, own their faith and follow Christ and then baptize. And so we see a lot of that too, where people come and they're like, for the first time, you know, I'm, this isn't my parents' faith. This is my faith. Wow. A lot of young people yeah. in Boston. So that's great too. Yeah. 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 And you were so, able to uh, bring on a, a partner ministry, right? You've got a, a, an associate staff member with you now who, who has some South Carolina roots as well, right? He does. Yeah, he's from the upstate. Uh, huge Clemson fan. Um, well, so we, we all have our like flaws, that. and so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, his name is Matt. He's been great for us, and um, he leads our worship and has been um, uh, also our discipleship director, um, and done a great job. We've been so thankful to have him. We never had a a consistent worship leader up until he came a little over a year ago. Yeah. So just having him be here and, and ministering has been um, super, super helpful. We're so grateful. Yeah. So here you are. You've been in Boston now for six and a half years. Uh, you've had an interesting ministry. You've planted church. You've seen lots of transitions. You saw COVID, uh, you know, and, and really, I guess in some ways you had to restart your church again after COVID just because the, you had the, the transition to another building and then all those kinds of things. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, just on a personal level, uh, How's Boston feeling to you? Is it starting to feel like home? Yes, I would say so. I think the fact we bought a house, we're here, our kids are in a good school that is, uh, uh, has been really good for them for the most part, you know? Um, and yeah, it definitely feels like home. And when we come down to visit, it feels like we're coming down to visit. Yeah. Um, and we, we love being back in Charleston and that also has a, it's like, uh, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a place. 
it's, it's nostalgic to come back down to Charleston, yeah. but uh, Boston has become home. We got a lot of friends and, and loved ones up here too. Yeah. So, for it's, sure. it's just neat how God does that, right? Like I'm not from Charleston. I've been here six years now. Uh, so about the same amount of time that you've been in Boston yeah. and yeah. Charleston is not physical home, but man, it sure does feel like it. You know what I'm saying? It feels like home. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, you know, as a pastor, uh, I think God just does that in our hearts. So wherever he places yeah. us, he kind of attaches us to that, uh, not to that, just to that church, but but to that city and that community. And I know that you have this, uh, because you've been there now for six years, and you had this clear call of God to go there. You have this this deep love for for Boston, and and um, so many. Yeah, we just, we were really inspired by that and appreciate that. So we've got again two teams coming. We have the team yeah. coming next week. A bunch of college students. Uh, yeah, I know they're gonna have a blast. I know that you're gonna. Um, uh, love on them as they love on the city. And uh, I know it's gonna be a lot of fun. So tell us when you have yeah. a team, and this isn't the only college team you have coming you over spring breaks, you have different teams that come in to help and support. And mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. give us an idea when a team like this one uh, that's coming next week comes, what do they do? How do they spend their time there in Boston over the course of the week they'll be there? Yeah. So um, this situation is a little bit different from some of our other mission teams. Um, we plan like the team you guys have coming up and stuff uh, during the summer. We have more opportunities to do things with uh, kids and students yeah, who are out of school. Are out and all, yeah, for yep. sure. Um, but in, in particular, in uh, on spring break, we're going to be focusing on our just around the community and building connections and, and endearing people, hopefully, to Christ, ultimately, and um, to the church and giving opportunities to share the gospel. So ways we do that, we found we can kind of bring down barriers if we give things to people. Mm. Um, giving things to people is so strange in general, but really strange in Boston. They yeah. always think that you want money or you're looking for a donation. So yeah. uh, tube of chapstick um, it, during this cold weather yeah. is like, wow, this is for me. And then if they have a few moments, they might stop. Maybe they'll grab a cup of coffee. We'll give, give them away some coffee too. And, and then while they're making their coffee, we get an opportunity to talk to them. And we've had many conversations about the gospel uh, come out of that. So that's one of the things we'll be doing. We'll also be going around and praying in local businesses. We go around to um, just walk down our street that our church is on. We walk in a business and we say, hey, we're from the church down the street. And we want to know if you had any prayer needs. We'd love to pray for you today if you do. And honestly, 75% of people will say, yeah, I do. I have this thing going on, that going on. I'd love for you to pray for them. We That's get to neat. pray for them right there. Sometimes that gives opportunities for the gospel too. And we give them a church invite and some cookies and stuff and that kind of thing. Um, we also are hope we're going to, we have to figure out what's going on with the college. I know that the college that's near us, Northeastern is also out for spring break, but there's a ton of international students over there who that may be, be cool. left behind. So we're going to, uh, we got to look into that. We've never done anything during spring break at Northeastern um, and had those two things intersect. So we're going to see, how that works out. But we hope to do some ministry down at the college too. Yeah. So this so. group of students that's coming, they'll, they'll be busy. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And, but they're yep. going to be doing like real evangelism. They're going to be interacting Absolutely. with people, giving things away. So it's, it's going to be, you know, kind of one-to-one kind of thing. And just, so that's, that's really encouraging. It's, they're not coming to do a building project. Those things are helpful at times and we need those, mm-hmm. but they're coming to do, to do actual evangelism. They'll yes. be on the streets of Boston looking for opportunities to share the gospel. And so if you're listening, uh, you need to be praying for that, that team, obviously, yeah. and praying for Ivy as he leads that team and uh, just trusting that the Lord's going to do, uh, do a work in the lives of people that they are able to interact with. 
Um, and you've got a good group coming, Abby. You've got a great group of college students awesome. that are coming that We're are excited. that are um, excited about their faith and walking with the Lord well. And and I think it's a, a very evangelistic group. So I think you, you've got you've got the yeah. cream of the crop coming. And so I'm, I'm excited for you. And so we'll put together a team to come in the summer as well. So what will be different in the summer? We'll bring maybe some college students in the summer, but probably mm-hmm. uh, more of our um, seasoned people like your dad. And uh, <laughs> uh, so so yeah. what can that team expect if they come in the summertime? Yeah. So summer tends to be a little bit more bigger ministry because you can gather people. It's not freezing outside. We do movie nights. We do basketball clinics, sports clinics, things like that um, are really, uh, really, we, we saw over 200 families come out this past summer to our movie nights. And every single time they came out, we were able to invite them to church and, and, and love them. And, um, and we had uh, almost 80 kids at our basketball clinic this summer, which they got a gospel, full blown gospel presentation every single night. Mm. So, um, it's those, it's a little bit bigger ministry when we can do it during the summer. Um, this is more individualized and we'll be talking to individual people. And one of the goals of the team will be for each of them to meet 10 people from Jamaica plain and not just learn their names, um, which would be good, but maybe a little bit about their story. Okay. Um, too. And so that helps them as a team connect to the community. Yeah. And um, in many ways, it, it's, it's really beneficial to us because it, it's like, I've explained it to people like this, Jamaica Plain is like a mountain. God's given us a pickaxe and he's like, make a path for Jesus through that, that mountain, you know, wow. prepare the way of the Lord. And so yeah. we, that's what they're doing. Just when they go out and they share the gospel with people, they just have that pickaxe and they're just going through that mountain. That's so, great, man. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thankful that we're able to come up there and support you, and I hope that we are help and a blessing to you and to the people of the city. And I mean, I mean every time we, we talk, man, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by um, your dedication to that city. I know you're in a interesting place. I know it's much different than Charleston. Charleston has its unique challenges as well. Obviously, there's uh, yeah, wherever you're around people, there's brokenness and there's you know uh, there's sin and all kinds sure. of things. And so wherever you minister, it's challenging. But I know that. Uh, Boston has some unique challenges, and I'm glad that you and your family. And what's so interesting about Boston, and you know this because you, you're there. I mean, as far as you know, the history of Christianity in the states has such a significant place. You think about you know the Great Awakening and all those things that were happening in that area, and so there's this heritage of faith in in Boston, and it's just it, it's it's you know it's sad that that heritage of faith has not you know I guess survive through the years that 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 particular area has become really lost but but you know god's able to turn things around and we're trusting god for that and i know you're there and i know um not only you're there but there's there's several south carolina guys that are up there yeah. uh, trying yeah. to to make a dent in lostness and being used by god and so i'm very thankful for you guys and and taking that huge step of faith to be there and and and, it, and i know that more churches are being planted up in that area and yeah. so praise god for that praise god for for, for what you guys Amen. are doing and man uh, we're just really thankful for you. So I just want you to know that, that, you. that yeah. your Northwood family is behind you. We're praying for you, and we're looking forward to sending teams up there uh, and looking forward to hearing the reports of how God continues to use you and how God continues to use uh, Arbor Way and how God uses these teams that he's sending up there as well. So, Avi, thank you for yeah, your man. time. Pops, yeah, you got anything you want to say to your son? Yeah, I do appreciate uh, you and what y'all do up there. And it is a blessing to know. I was thinking about that this morning. It's a blessing to know that y'all went where God called you. you know, right. I, I always talk about my kids being all over the country, and they are, but I feel like they're where God wants them. You yeah. know, and we did, we we raised y'all to go and do what God wanted. And so, parents, I want to encourage you. Yeah. 
You know, it's hard let, to let the kids go, but man, what proud dad you must be to see your, son, your but, kids serving. But let them go. Yeah. You know, that, that, that uh, frozen song, let them go. <laughs> and uh, it, it's so important that we, we release them. And That's Hudson right. Taylor reminded me of that a long time ago when he said, somebody said, I'll give a thousand, I'll give a hundred, I'll give, you know, and they were standing up at a meeting, Hudson Taylor was speaking, and he said, I don't want your money, I want your children. Mm. And, mm. you know, that's mm. what we're. That's yeah. what we That's right. dream for. That's yeah. what we live for. That's good, Pops. That's and good. so anyway, uh, old man crying, sorry. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you know, the whole thing is, is I'm, pr- I'm just as proud as I can be of y'all, and yeah. I just appreciate what God's doing there. Mm, that's good stuff. That's well, tough. Pastor, this thank has you. been really good, and I thank you, Ivy, for coming and uh, filling us in as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And, uh, Pastor, why don't you close us down and let us get ready for next yeah, week as so well. I do hope that over this next week as our college students are there, that you'll be praying for them and praying for Ivy. So make, make this a matter of prayer over the next week or so as we trust God to do a great work uh, in Boston, not only next week, but in the uh, the months and years ahead. Uh, we, again, thank Ivy for joining us. If, if today was an encouragement to you, we sure would like it if you would hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.